Hey, I'm Michael. And I'm Greg. And we're two new dads and the co-founders of a company called Lalo and your hosts of The Dad Pod, where we talk with cool dads doing cool stuff so we can learn a thing or two. Today, we're talking to Golden Tate, an 11-year NFL veteran, a Super Bowl champion, and proud dad to London and goalie. Golden shares what life is like juggling being a pro athlete and a parent and tells us more about how he uses sign language as a way to bond with his kids and his wife's new book. Gemma's fully walking. She looks like she's going to start running soon. And Gabby the other day said to me that she was looking into a soccer class. For <laughs> So Gemma's 14. I can't really imagine a 14-year-old playing soccer. Uh, 14, 14 months? 14 months. I was going to say, she's 14. 14. I was like, damn, man, 14, that's amazing. 14-month-old, almost 15 months, playing soccer. Although I'm sure it's so freaking cute. Have you, have you guys looked into any of that? I know Jace is starting to flirt with walking. Yeah. So we, we haven't looked into it yet, but... You know, in terms of uh, my hopes and dreams of Jace becoming an athlete, he just got for his first birthday. He got a basketball hoop. Um, yeah. Uh, so I mean, it goes as far as I hold him. He picks up the the ball from the floor. He throws on a dunk. We do it over and over and over and over again. But I haven't even like thought about that. Like, wow, I'm gonna get to watch. Jace at some point play a sport and I just the sheer amount of satisfaction I'm going to get from that is going to be I don't know I, I don't even know the way I'm going to feel like I absolutely cannot wait what are your thoughts about the soccer class though you know I'm not sure about the soccer I, I think it's going to be so freaking cute that's all I care about I'm definitely excited to I, I'm no, excited to be a little league coach one pick, day I was going to say you yeah. you want you yeah. want you want to are you gonna, I'm scheming are, up are you going to coach Oh, I'm definitely going to coach. I'm going to have playbooks. We're going to have team. We're going to have film sessions. You ever see kicking and screaming? Oh yeah, I'm Will Ferrell. Yeah, all, for sure. All the time. Um, but I, I mean, I was a, you know, I was a mediocre athlete. But I play, you know, I played travel baseball, um, basketball, soccer. Like basically, I played every sport growing up, and like excelled to some degree until I stopped growing, and everybody got bigger and stronger than I did fast. Um, so I, I, and I don't have high hopes for Gemma as an athlete. Um, what about Gabby's athletic uh, career? <laughs> yoga. <laughs> so I, I, I think, you know, she can, that's better. She can that's, play some tennis. Yeah, okay. But I, I value, I, I do value her getting a good exposure into both individual sports and team sports. You know, my sport is golf. Like that's where, is where I excel and played, you know, through varsity in high school. And I do see the value in both individual and team sports. Like that individual, like being the only one in it and helping yourself get through it and persevere and find the way to excel, I think is a really important lesson. But then on the team side, you know, whether it's leadership, teamwork, there are a lot of good values that you learn in in sports and team and individual sports. So I'm excited to see her get into some of those activities. I don't care what which sport she picks up, although I, I am obviously, I would love for my kids to play golf so we can be out on the course together. Yeah. How would you rate your sportsmanship as a as a child? Strong, strong, yeah, strong, strong. Surprisingly, so I was going to say a little, slight, slightly surprisingly. I'm super competitive. Yes, me. I'm same, very competitive. Same but here. My sportsmanship was was not um, was not a problem. It's amazing how that competitiveness it carries through your like your entire life. Like even today, when I'm playing tennis with my wife, her sister, and her sister's boyfriend, like. I just want to fucking win. Like it <laughs> literally doesn't oh, yeah. matter. And my wife's like, you're taking this too seriously. I'm like, 
uh, am I playing to lose? Like oh, what, like what, yeah. you know, what, what, what fun is that? I, on the, on the kind of, you know, why our children are playing sports. Some of the most fun moments I had, I mean, I played tennis growing up in high school, um, you know, similar, I think you know, so much more, a little bit more individual sport, but growing up travel soccer, et cetera. I mean, just the social aspect of having yep. friends on your team and to rally around something to do something was some of them. I mean, uh, like growing up, like a lot of my childhood just revolved around that weekly thing I did on Saturday or Sunday or whenever. Um, and then having those moments afterwards, you know, maybe a couple oranges on the sidelines from, from uh, <laughs> going some, to Carvel, going to Carvel after, I mean, so many, so many fun things. So that's what I'm excited for, for Jace to experience that. My dad was a coach. I think it would be fun, but also, man, just wrangling up that many yeah. kids just seems like a fucking shit show. Yeah, I mean, my my this is a little bit ahead of its time. In my initial like elementary school basketball league, my mom was the assistant coach on. The wow, team. she was not in charge of the X's and O's. She was in charge of shoelaces being tied. That was her role. And water bottles equally being equally as important. Totally, but she was there um, on the sidelines and. My dad coached soccer one year, I think, and that was the end of his career as a coach. But he was always there at the games. And I I, I wonder, uh, I'm curious about the social aspect as a parent also. Mm. Like, is it is it okay to like bring beers to your kid's game, be on the sideline, hanging <laughs> out, socializing that way? Bloody Mary's on Sunday morning. It's like, definitely, uh, why not? Let's get, start, get a little trend. Let's get a little little Tell rowdy me. during during it. I mean, listen, you hear some crazy stories about oh. parents, obviously, uh, at, at some of these little league games, soccer games, etc. I don't know how it gets to that point, but that's another level. That's like some sort of uh, you know living vicariously through your kid over yes. your failed career. Career. But speaking of non failed careers and being athletic, we're we, really excited to have Golden have a good Tate one. on. I mean, he's been an eleven year vet in the NFL. You know, has two kids. Excited to hear about his thoughts on like having his kids get into sports and and what it was like uh, growing up and becoming a professional athlete. Let's bring him in. Hey, Golden, welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, Golden? Hey, hey, thanks for having me on. I'm excited. Yeah, excited yeah, to have us you too. on. Um, so jumping right in, I mean, you've lived in multiple cities. You've gotten to travel the world. What's it like doing that with kids? I mean, you have a three and a two-year-old now. Yeah, um... You know, we've, we've been blessed, um, absolutely. And, you know, up until the last three years, we hadn't had to deal with it. So, um, but for me, it's been great. It's been easy and great because my wife is an all-star and she has pretty much handled everything. And, you know, looking back at it, I kind of feel bad that what I put her through because she, she's truly a superhero. Um, and what I mean is when I was in Philly, so this is what happened. Uh, I got traded from Detroit, I think like week eight on my off day um, to Philly. My wife was pregnant with our second and we had um, our daughter who was learning to walk, which means that, you know, learning to walk means you're getting mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. And so the yeah. truck of the dime, we had to, you know, up and pack up the entire Michigan house and move to Philly. Um, and she did it without missing a beat. I mean, this is all while being pregnant. And um, because she wow. made it look so easy and made it seem so normal, I was like, oh, you got it. Fast forwarding to the end of the season, the season ended on a you know Sunday in the playoffs, you know, and we were on a flight to leave uh, Philadelphia to go back to San Diego on a Monday at three o'clock. 
and she just absolutely handled the packing and getting everything situated within hours. Um, and I'm looking back, I feel extremely bad because we were kind of the first of our friends to you know, have kids. And so yeah. she set a standard that I was just used to. But then that, you know, later on, we, our friends started getting you know, pregnant and having kids during the, the pandemic and, you know, just hearing them say stories like I couldn't imagine, like, you know, really just even going out to eat right now or doing very yeah. small tasks, at least it's dominated. So um, it opened my eyes that I was... Is there a culture within the locker room and different teams in terms of like the, the folks that are dads and the folks that aren't dads? Is there any like banter about that in the locker room? Is that kind of just like, we're here to work and... That's outside. No, we, we spend so much time with each other, and, and our kids and our wives are a huge part of our life. Um, and, right. You know, so we, we elaborate, and, I, you know, even the single guys think some of the things that my kids do are funny. So I'm always sharing that, and I'm, I'm obviously pro-marriage and, and, and pro-children. So I'm always telling the, the younger guys, the single guys, like, hey, man, when you find your good one, you know, make sure you lock her down. And it's, it's hard finding them, and Kids are the, the greatest and hardest job of all time. And they, they like to hear it. And all the single guys uh, that come over for the for the grill outs, they love playing with our kids. So, you know, I, I think they're testing the waters. Awesome. Love that. So, I mean, one of the, you know, one of the things that, you know, I've personally been struggling with lately, and I know you and your wife have done a really good job at is keeping your kids away from screens. My son is like, he's one years old now. He just turned one last week. He's starting to move around like crazy. And sometimes, you know, you just need a moment where I can just breathe. So I admittedly have turned to Sesame Street, which I just said to Michael, I can't get any of the songs out of my head. But what was the trick for you guys to be able to keep your kids away from them? Um, and what was that driving force, you know, to make, to make that decision uh, for your kids? Honestly, it's all my wife. I mean, she was at home all day with them and she just stayed busy. She stayed doing activities and arts and crafts and reading and talking to them and doing sign language. And when I got home from work and I would have them for the hour and a half or two hours, I would want to turn the TV on. And she was like, no, like, no, because we're going to give them eye to eye contact. We're going to, we want to, you know, you can feed them, you can give them snacks, you can just talk to them, although they can't say much back. So just, just interact with them. And, you know, it was tough. It was tough. Yeah. But I, I feel like it was, it, it was key for their development. I mean, they are, I feel like they are such smart, articulate kids because of um, us limiting the screen time. Um, and also teaching them sign language at such a young age that, you know, people who meet us, they say, oh, your daughter four? And they know she just turned three, actually. Oh, my goodness. She's so big and she's so smart and articulate. And she's saying words that I struggle to say as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> what? What was the what was the thought around teaching them American Sign Language? Like, how did that come to be? And did either of you guys know it before? What sparked that? I knew nothing about sign language at all, and so it started because my wife's mother was a special ed teacher. You know, as this is growing up, and she just taught at least sign language, and you know, start with the basic sign. Like they're not saying full sentences, but they were, you know, you know, eat and more and thank you and walk water and, and things like that. And 
I guess my, my wife's mother picked up on like, wow, this is cutting out on a lot of timber tantrums because our kids can actually communicate with us. Um, you know, as, you know, when they're six and eight in, in a year, they can't really say what they want. And you're kind of trying to play this guessing game. Like, oh, do you want water? Do you have a dirty diaper or you sleep? I don't know. Do you just want more blueberries? And so my wife came about this book as a passion project. And it was just, you know, she was on Amazon looking for books that, you know, were fun for the kids to, to hang out with and play with, but also educational for the parents who were teaching their kids sign language. She couldn't find anything. So that's how this passion project started. And wow, it has taken off and has touched so many people. And it's been fun to be a part of it and, and just read the DMs and the customer su support that show so much love for many reasons to this book. And the, and it's self-published, the book. You guys published the book on your own, right? Yes, yes. Um, to my lease is, is very detailed. There's no such thing as doing anything halfway. She does every single thing 100%. And, you know, just being a part of watching her edit the book and the outfits that the kids are wearing in the, in the book and the way signs drawn up, she was just very detailed on it and you can see and feel the hard work that she put into it and right now she's just created an incredible brand and that gets a lot of respect and love from from mommies and families all over the world yeah i wish i had it this morning my daughter is 14 and a half months old and has a remarkable amount of words but this morning she, she like she was throwing a fit and <laughs> she was saying go 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 which is one of her words and you know like and my wife comes in and she's like, you know, you could play with her. You could do this. She like, well, I would start playing with her. Like nothing's working. And then we sit down for breakfast and she's like shoving oatmeal in her face. Uh, like, it was so clear she was hungry. Like if she had the sign, you know, she probably could have communicated that to us in a better way. Um, so yeah, could totally could totally see putting that into action assault, you know, with the, with the goal of stopping tantrums, better communication this time where your kids really can't communicate outside of maybe a tantrum or the few like words they have. So if they have signs, I, I can yeah. see the, the benefit there. When Jace yeah. is a tantrum, my single handedly best move is a snack. Just any sort of snack. I but think that's, it, that's treating Jace the way you would treat yourself. I, I mean, when I, when, when I give him like, um, you know, like a Bamba or like I, he has like these like cauliflower sticks. I give him one. I mean, he grins ear to ear. Like it was, is the single greatest move I have in my back pocket is like, I got this snack for you, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, and always helps. But Golden, before uh, you had hopped on, you know, Michael and I, you know, we were chatting about Michael's daughter is thinking about, even though she's only 14 months. Uh, <laughs> My wife is thinking about. His wife's thinking about, you know, <laughs> bringing her to a soccer class and just got a conversation going around. How do we see our kids playing sports? You know, Michael and I uh, both played, you know, some sports in high school, obviously not at any serious level, but you know, how, how are we thinking about it? And, you know, clearly with you being a professional athlete, is sports something that you've kind of, I don't want to say pushed onto your kids, but something that they automatically see you do and want to be a part of? Like, how, how does that work uh, as you think about, you know, your kids' development and interest in sports? Yeah, so we're, we're entering those, I guess, waters, if you will, here soon with our, with our daughter more so. I thought about that a lot, actually. Like, what's the first sport that I'm going to put them in? What type of dad am I going to be when they're competing? And I, I really don't know. I just know that naturally 
when I buy toys, I buy active balancing and right. ball and, you know, fishing and soccer balls. And my wife and my mother-in-law buy all the intellectual and the crafts and, and all that stuff. And so that's where my wife and I are good balance. But, you know, I, I imagine that I will just, you know, go out in the backyard and with a soccer ball and kind of kick it around. And if I feel that she likes it, we'll probably do it for, you know, longer than 10 minutes, which is about her fan. <laughs> if she doesn't, she'll probably be like on to something else. And so we just kind of, I just kind of test it out. Like sometimes I'm just tossing the ball to see if she wants to catch it. Or I got a bowling set and I set it up and see if she wants to roll it. And so I'm kind of figuring out, figuring it out right now. If, if I say I would push any sport onto her, it would be golf. It would be golf because I am in golf. Yes. And I honestly can't imagine life without golf. Although there was a time I thought golf was stupid. Um, and so right now I'm in the process of kind of, you know, we, she has her own little set. And I, when I go put putting green, you know, we have her own little putter. And as long as she's not putting divots by full swings, we're usually good. <laughs> but uh, like I, I, I fell in love with sports, but just very naturally. My dad was a, was a, was a player, but hopefully golf and soccer will be their sports. And we'll see yeah. where it goes. We were talking about that balance of like individual and team sports and the lessons you get from both of them. Because I Greg and Greg played tennis, I played golf growing up. And like, you know, that's how that's where we progressed the furthest in our athletic careers in those <laughs> two sports. But we both played team sports growing up, you know, at like an AAU level or travel level, but but not not beyond into like varsity and D one or, or any collegiate sports. So I don't know. Do you, do you put an emphasis on trying to get them into either? Have you thought about that in their future at all? One or the other? I mean, it sounds like you want golf, but team sports as well. Yeah. So one thing that actually bothers me nowadays is when there are kids who their parents or their schools push them to dedicate their time to one sport. And it's a happen. Like this, we're going to focus on this sport and you're going to play it all year round. I completely disagree with that because when I look back at my career in football, I think playing baseball had a huge reason, you know, helping my hand-eye coordination and feeling like although I'm 5'10", I can go up and grab a deep ball, you know, at its highest point or playing ping pong or, you know, running up and down the court playing basketball. I, I just felt like all those helped me not only athletically, but also socially. I just feel like we live in a world where sports is just a huge part of, you know, America, you know, rather it be fancy football or watching it or attending games, or there's something for everyone. So there's many benefits of, you know, I think putting our kids in the sports and, you know, I just want, I want them to enjoy what they want to enjoy. It, it might turn out where like my kids absolutely hate sports. I don't know, but that's not going to, you know, I'm still going to love them and I'm not going to push it on them. I want them to be happy. Um, and I'll just be happy that they don't like sports. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is there, is there any sort of side of sports that you don't want them exposed to? You know, obviously it's highly competitive. You know, it's something that I think in the end of the day is not for everyone. Obviously you being a, a professional athlete, you do have that competitive edge, but is, is there any sort of, is there any side that you, you don't like that or you don't want for your kids? I, I would say if there was one that I had to pick, I would probably say football um, just because of, the after effect of football and being hit multiple times is just not good for your body in general. Um, and I've fully experienced that for 
don't know, 15, no, let's see, probably almost 18 years maybe of this contact sport of being hit and tackled and, you know, but it's going to be hard for me to tell my son, like, son, I don't want you to play football. I made a career and I, I'm, dad is taking care of our family doing that. But, um, you know, I, I'm going to focus on if, if he does want to play football and if my daughter wants to play football, teaching them the game the correct way. And that's, about all I, can right. do. I mean, obviously, there's been a, a lot of talk around head injuries, you know, over the last few years. You know, a lot of talk around mental health, and, and, and you know, a lot of a lot of issues for for guys that both in the league and then you know after their time in the league, becoming a parent. Has that changed your perspective on your kids playing football or your viewpoint on football at all? You know, given that it's so active in the media. Yeah, it's something that I worry about. You know, as I get older, my muscles will not be as strong as they were when I was 21. And, you know, that's just obviously in, in a dub moment. But, you know, one thing that you always have forever is your brain. And that's something that you want to be able to rely on when your body doesn't move the way you want it to or you expect it to. And so that's one thing that I really worry about is that get older, what may happen because of all these resources and all these studies are coming out kind of over the last seven, eight years, right, that we're learning more about the brain. And, you know, I worry. I worry sometimes, but, you know, being a man of faith, trusting God, and I pray to God that keeps my mind clear that I can be the best dad and, and husband I possibly can for a long time. Um, and, and that's that. When I started playing football, I knew what I was signing up for. Totally. Well, Golden, so awesome having you on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. This has been an awesome chat. And, you know, we, we both have the book now. I think I'm going to go home today and start teaching sign language, getting those signs in there so that we don't have that tantrum repeat again tomorrow morning. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Overnight. And if I can elaborate on just my, my wife spoke a little bit more, it's, it's, all, it's all just repetition. You know, just whenever you're going to give your child food, just like, hey, are you ready to eat? Just start doing it every, every single time. And, you know, you'll just see that breakthrough where maybe when they sign with their first time, it's like, <clears throat> But you understand what they're trying to say and act out. So that's the fun thing. And, and just, I, I honestly can't even brag about my wife enough. Um, you can follow her on Instagram and uh, sign me up. Uh, or, you on, or you can get on shopsignmeup.com to get the book. And it makes for amazing baby shower gifts. She has t-shirts. She has posters, as you can see behind me, that look awesome. Playrooms and rooms. Um, there's endless amounts of things that she's created, but this is a, a, such a great resource for parents. It's obviously great for communication. My wife has given back at least 10% to all the sales to different agencies and hospitals and foster children. And every month she's doing something. Obviously, my wife and I, we're a multiracial uh, family. And if you look at this book, you see all types of kids with different needs, different background diversities. I mean, one of the coolest things is that um, a kid work, or a family reached out on Instagram that my wife showed me that another multiracial couple pointed out, hey, mommy, daddy, like, they look like us. And, and that was one of those moments like, wow, like where we are in, as Americans in America with racial inequalities and, and all the injustices. And to see that, it was like, wow. I mean, that was such a big moment. Like there's, you know, there's children with glasses. There's white children, there's brown children, there's children with red hair, there's my daughter, there's, what else I mean, there's, children, there's kid, kids, children in, in wheelchairs, and just kind of make everyone feel normal. I mean, 
It's, 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 you've got twins in here. So uh, my wife has literally thought about every single detail to make this book for every single family. And she's done a phenomenal job. And I hope you guys really, really awesome. like the book. Thanks, Cole. And that was shopsignmeup.com, right? Yep. Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks again for joining us. Thank you, Golden. Thanks for tuning into the Dad Pod. Let us know who you want to hear on the pod next by DMing us on Instagram at Lalo, that's L-A-L-O, or emailing us at dadpod at meetlalo.com. We'll catch you next week with a brand new episode. 